Okay. So welcome to week three of the NK Project Slate edition. Uh, if you're watching live, we should be on the Facebook group as well, which you can also watch on there, guys, afterwards if you can't watch it all. Just trying to find it. That's all right. You were scared. I'm like, oh, is it echoing? Kate's <laughs> <laughs> trying to freak me out. There's another me about. <laughs> That's it's, like, it's on a slight delay as well, which is even worse. I know, I'd be terrified. I was going to add this extra question in on the Q&A, because obviously someone's asked us about... Um, I put eating. I put eating on weekends because obviously people are asking about that. Okay, so today is about the eighty twenty rule, and I think most of us know what that is, but it's like how to implement it and what is that eighty percent we're supposed to be having most of the time and the twenty percent and why most most of us might think we're at eighty percent, but we're probably not. It does happen, and it may be some days that it moves. That so sometimes it's seventy thirty or sixty forty, but yeah. we're going to explain why. And how to increase that to more than 80-20. So 80% nutrient-dense food is what we're talking about. So lean protein sources. So not these protein granola bars. They don't count. <laughs> um, uh, we mean fruit and veg as well, mostly in its whole form as well as possible or put cooked into your dishes. Uh, and then obviously fat to a point as well, because obviously fat's so essential. Um, so we're going to go into subject about that. We're going to explain about the 20%, which is where we encourage our clients to have something they enjoy every day because it reduces binging. So we're going to go into that. We're going to also discuss how to reduce snacking because one of your tasks this week is to actually don't snack between meals if possible. Basically eat at your meal time, but we'll go into more detail. Uh, tips on improving quality nutrition, which will tie into the 80-20 uh, rule. Uh, and again, we'll explain how to reduce snacking if you want to do that as well. We're going to go into that. And then we've got uh, three. I've got three questions for the Q&A today. So I'll ask Kate to pick any up from uh, the one she's looking after. And obviously add to it as you go, Kate. Okay. Okay. So I'll let you start, Kate, on this one. So what's the 80% uh, when it comes to the 80-20 rule? So we're referring to calories, aren't we? But what's that 80%? What are we looking at achieving to do that and why? Well... 80-20, well, yeah, what we're really looking at with the 80% is to have um, nutrient-dense food 80% of the time. So you're trying to aim for minimally processed, as nutrient-dense as you can as you can make it. So focusing on your protein and your fibre, um, fresh fruit and veg, that kind of thing. So what you want is to make that to make up your 80% of your diet and then your 20% can be slightly less nutrient-dense and potentially more processed. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty but not, yeah, but not to the extent that you totally blow it on the 20%. I think it's easy to think that 80-20 um, means 80% I can, I can be good and then 20% I can do what the hell I like. Yeah. Yes, you kind of can, but not to the extent that you you kind of blow yeah. everything you've done with the eighty percent. I'll give you an example. Actually, I'll, I'll do a, a calculation. So, say for example, you're on two thousand calories a day, and we want eighty percent of those calories to be nutrient dense. So, if I times it by zero point eight, uh, that'd be sixteen hundred calories is nutrient dense, which really should be your meals, if you think about yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. So, say six hundred divided by three. That's three meals at 533 calories. 
Obviously, some might be low and some might be high, but it's going to equate to 1600. So that means you're left with 400 calories to have what you want with, but only 400 calories. Like Kate yeah. said, just because you ate good all day, good as people call it. <laughs> uh, I'll go into good that. Or I'll, clean, yeah, or healthy, I'll, whatever you might want to call it. I'll, go, I'll cover that in a sec because <laughs> we need to debunk that because that's come up as a bit of a question with the weekend thing. Oh, right, so, yeah. yeah, 400 calories, you think about it, that could be. Um, a Mars bar and say some, a handful of sweets. It could mm-hmm. be a, a slice of cake. Just make sure you cut yep. it as a slice. Do you know what I mean? Most cakes are around just below that. Some of them, not all. Um, it could be um, a couple bags of crisps. Yeah. You know, so you think about it, it could be how much per second, okay, Kate? Like a glass. Oh, I don't know. Um, you got any my fitness pal? Calories. Yeah, my fitness pal. Calories, wasn't it? 200 calories a glass, like the average. What's that, 200 mil? Something like that. Something like that, yeah. yeah. roughly. Yeah. So, if, say, for example, Kate could have nearly two glasses of Prosecco if she wanted. Yeah. So that's what we're just getting at as an idea. And, and that's based on, obviously, this is where we're saying about doing a weekly calorie total. So on the weekends, you may want four glasses of Prosecco. You may want a bigger slice of cake or a slice of cake and a glass of Prosecco. So this is what we're saying about yeah. that, you know, on the weekends having that leeway with those calories. Um, so say, for example, we say to you on a 2,000 uh, calories a day, so say 14,000, but in the week you're going to do, say, 1,700 times that by five. It's 8,500. Just remember that for me, Kate, because my maths is shit. <laughs> 8,500. So that's 5,500 calories over Saturday and Sunday. So that's 2,750 calories per day. That's two slices of cake. (laughs) But ideally, you should still be adopting pretty much the 80 20 rule there. I'll be honest, on the weekend, I'm fine with clients being more flexible and reducing that a little bit as long as hit the protein, which is doable. Um, So, say, even I'm on the weekend, I'm probably more 60, 70, 30, 40, depending. But I'd still hit my protein, I'd still hit my fruit and veg. It's just a case of the food volume switches more to happy palatable foods I enjoy. You can still for me. Sorry. Um, no, I don't. I can't close the door. Sorry. I was just... <laughs> so I was joking. Sorry, Nick's wandering around. Just... No, no, you're right. Um, so, hey, that makes sense, guys, with the calories, what we're getting at with the 80-20 rule. So, what you could do, a lot of you worked out your calories. You could work out what's 80%. So, all I did is say 2,000 times by 0.8, basic mass, even I know that. And that will give you your 80% of calories, which save you on 2,600. And then you're left with 400 a day for whatever you want. Yeah. So that's what we're getting at. I think that is a good way of doing it. I think I put it in the focus point yes. of meals. Didn't I didn't I? read it, it in there. Suggestion. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, breakfast, lunch and dinner for a week is 21 meals. So 80% could be 17 healthy meals. And then you've got four opportunities for treats. Yeah. Yeah, or desserts. Not total to treats, not complete, like, wipeout, but... No. We're basically trying <laughs> to teach you, don't fuck it, if you have one bad meal, as you yeah. call it. So we're actually going to cover that now. So we've given you the basic science of how we want you to do 80-20. Oh, reasons why as well of 80-20 is because the more you eat hyperpalatable foods, as we call it, so hyperpalatable means very, very tasty, like Pringles, Doritos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, some people it's chocolate. For me, I can stop at chocolate, I can stop at cake after a slice or a bar. Yeah. But crisps, I could keep going. Very high propulsive, very Moorish, aren't they? All those uh, bell peppers, that stuff with those cheese, that cheese yeah, cake that we like. like that, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Or dips and breadsticks. Just, just now, or 
short while ago, I had a mini baby bell mm. that I had to. Because some people, I was about to reach for a, I was about to reach for a third one. Because they are nice. I tell you what, good for protein. Ten grams of protein is ten grams per serving. Yes, yeah, which is pretty decent actually. actually. Yeah. So if you're on the go yeah. and that's all you had, and that, I think it's pretty handy yeah, yeah. for that. Yeah, yeah. I um, think in terms of choices, that was a that was a better one. Yes. So what we're getting at the eight to twenty before I move on to the whole good and bad thing and labelling. The reason what you're doing that more is because oh two secs just is that still recording my podcast? <laughs> I'm like yeah, it's still recording. So like my phone went blank. I was like, Ugh. um, <sighs> it's to do with food volume. So I think we explained if we can calories. If, say, you at 80% of your intake was, say, McDonald's, for example, other fast foods available, by the way, guys, um, or mm-hmm. Pringles or Baby Bell, maybe, for some people, or cheese, it's very hyperpalatable. And you end up eating way more than you should. And actually, you'll hit your calorie intake before you've hit other goals like protein, fibre. Because, say... For example, if you're 100 grams of crisps compared to 100 grams of broccoli, we know which one we'd stop at after 100 grams. It's definitely yeah. going to be the crisps. You'll definitely go get the bowl. You'd also hit your calories before you probably even felt full. Exactly. It's about satiation as well. That's what we mean by volume. So, for example, yeah. your fruit and veg, they're very high in fibrous, ideally not food juiced or not all the time through smoothies unless like you like them and you want to put it in your diet somewhere just because you enjoy them that's fine but just make sure be aware you can you could obviously consume a lot more calories doing that because it's not very mm. filling this is what we're saying about having whole fruits and veg so have it as it is or roast it um, because even that can change how full you feel like saying mashed potato compared to chunky wedgies which one you're going to feel full more because mm. again it's that food volume um yeah there's another example I was going to give then. Uh, say if you create, uh, or say if actually, say you do spaghetti bolognese, right? And normally say with spaghetti bolognese, everyone loves garlic bread with a bit of spag bol. We have to in our household too. So mm. what I would normally advise there is have a real decent portion of the bolognese because all it is is sauce and meat and veg. They're quite, it's quite yeah. low calorie, isn't it, if you think about the yeah. bolognese bit. So then your spaghetti... Obviously, roughly, personally, and people go, really, is that enough? 50 to 60 grams of pasta spaghetti is plenty. It doesn't look it when you cook it, but it is per person. It's about enough. Yeah. Uh, so if you did it for a family, just make it 60 grams per person and just roughly get... You'd have to be perfect, but just roughly gauge out it's even, mm-hmm. as you put it. You know. Um, but then instead of having like half a baguette of garlic bread, maybe you have one or two slices, your 60 gram pasta, but put a salad in the middle of the table. And have that in there. I tell you now, you'll be more satisfied. Because garlic bread, yeah. I could eat a whole baguette if I wanted. Oh, absolutely. Because but, it tastes yeah. banging. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and again, you can see how the calories can get blown. Because I think people sometimes, they are eating things that are good. Well, I hate saying the word good, but best for them. But they're just eating too much in general. You can still put body fat yeah. on, eating plenty of fruit and veg and protein. Because it's the other bits on top of that. Before you know mm-hmm. it, you're in a calorie surplus. Yeah. And it's very easy, like you're saying, with the garlic bread or with the crisps or whatever, to you'll probably find then you won't even track them correctly either. Yeah. Because you think, oh shit, it makes me go over my calories. Psychologically, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Because we don't like being bad at things. Well, I probably ate about a third of that bag, very natural fact. Yeah, you underestimate. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. I would. 
yeah exactly yeah unless i can barcode it and track the whole thing because i would just eat the whole sharing bag there's gonna be too much bush <laughs> with yeah. i'm gonna have a third who has a third of a sharing bag well a good Monsters. point there actually to be honest is if if you do have that bag of bris or whatever is actually scanning the entire bag on my fitness pal before you start eating them and you're like fuck and you're the calories and then you might reconsider eating the whole bag yeah absolutely i like that it's cooler yeah i like that but the reason why yeah. we say to have 20% of things you enjoy is it's again, it's that if you, I don't mind the word restrict because that doesn't mean cut. It just means you're not going to have as much, but mm. to ban and cut things from your diet that you enjoy and what you would normally have in your diet and you like them and you would miss them if you didn't have them or you're more likely when you get the opportunity is overeat those foods. Mm. Um, it's basically to help you moderate and have that and also to have a normal life because we've got Christmas coming up, for example. This where the 80-20 rule is even more applicable. Yeah, so say, so I'll give you another example. So say my calories on average a day, I do 2,100 in the week. Now I do 25 on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You do, don't expect to eat how me and Katie eat or any influencer because... Or PTs, and I'm not an influencer, I'm a PT, and so it's Kate. <laughs> but they'll have people going, this is what I eat, and they'll show them. I show an example sometimes just for the 80-20 thing, but when people see my calories and go, how the F do you get away with that many? It's like mm-hmm. I have got a completely different lifestyle from Kate or one of my clients. We do not live the same lifestyle. We have different genetics um, yeah. and different activity levels. So that's why I eat as much as I eat at 55 kilograms. But this is why... I say I use it as an example to clients saying, well, you're saying to me, you're heavier than me, taller than me. It, you're working hard doing 10,000 steps a day, which I've got some of you in this group who are. And you're thinking that 2,000 calories is too much. And I'm eating 2,300 on average a day or 1,600, mm. 1,000. So, for example, for me in the week, 2,100. So I'm going to, uh, what's the word? Divide by 0.8 in it. I had to think of my maths then. <laughs> Oh, freaking our bloody calculator. Divide it by 0.8. Why is it not doing that? I click divide. Stupid phone. <laughs> oh, it's been silly two seconds, guys. don't know what it's doing there. 2100. Divided by 0.8. There we go. And then minus 0.8. I can't do maths now. Uh. What are you trying to do? You... Oh, times it. That's why. Me send simple maths. So... About about 1,600 or 1,680 calories should be my nutrient-dense food, which, working it out, is basically my meals, which I've already sorted today. I'm actually near enough at that. I've already calculated my meals in. All three meals nearly hit my protein. I have got to top it up, Um, which, which again, I've got about 100, 180 calories left to at least top up as protein. But then that leaves me 400 for my daily mince pie a day, my slow gym mince pie. Um, And if I want anything else that I enjoy really but if, if you if say you do say for example don't want to eat all of your calories that are left say 400 calories they had left and say you did have a slow gym it's pile like me and I know they're 199 calories so I could have two if I wanted <laughs> but I'm gonna have one so I like I like have one a day that's how I, that's my little personal rule I tend to have one a day if I'm gonna do it um if I wanted to, instead of topping up the rest of my calories with another mince pie, absolutely you could top up with what we call calorie and nutrient-dense foods, which is like nut butters. It could be you want nuts in your diet. If you like nuts, but I get people eating nuts as snacks because they think it's healthier, but they're actually quite high calorie. They're not the best snack choice, unless you've got calories left and you like them. But like you said, Kate, the yeah. amount of people don't 
um, put the ca- calories in correct for like things like nuts and crisps. It's very easily done. Yeah, things like you know peanut butter. People, yeah, yeah, we'll have peanut butter because yeah. it's healthy because it's protein, yeah. but it's but very calorie dense. <laughs> yeah, for the amount of protein you actually get from it, it's not worth it. Is calories, it? It's a little bit. Yeah, and you know, once again, it's one of those things that is very difficult to kind of measure out. Yeah, you know, something a load of that on a piece of toast is. How many people will just go, oh, yeah, that's 20 mm. grams. That's like me and you with that grenade spread, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> that's a teaspoon. I mean, it's like actually, I have actually done that when I've had a piece of toast and I've used that grenade mm. spread or peanut butter and I've actually put the piece of toast and, met and weighed it and then put the peanut butter or whatever it is on and thought, yeah. Yeah, I definitely did have at least twice the amount I thought would, I'd put on there. So. I think porridge is like, like porridge toppings and pancake toppings. So you'll get yeah. people saying, oh, I'm dead healthy. I have my porridge every morning. I weigh it out and I shove in my tablespoon of peanut butter, um, you know, and then I add chocolate t- toppings on that because you see all these like aesthetic uh, proats on Instagram and Facebook. Proats is protein yeah. and oats, guys, if you're wondering. Uh, but what they don't realise is the toppings that top it up. Pro- porridge and milk's quite low calorie, actually. And again, great yeah. great source of uh, fibre uh, and carbohydrate. Use whole milk, a good source of protein, which um, a previous client's done before. Which I never thought of that, actually. Essentially, I had to add a bit of protein powder and it was enough. And because it's whole milk, it was quite creamy. So it was enough. But mm-hmm. adding in toppings can yeah, top up your pro- uh, calories without you knowing. Yeah. And a lot of people forget to add the calories from the toppings Mm-hmm. Uh, this goes yeah. to the same for like your sauces and things like that don't forget them you know they all count I'm afraid fruit and veg yeah. count everything that you consume is a source of energy and you're try- most of you in this group are trying to sort out that energy balance because a lot of you in this group are looking for do fat loss goals so you're losing body fat because you've got an excess of uh, a surplus of energy in the body so by moving more you're trying to clear that up and then by eating uh, in an energy deficit that's going to help with fat loss so do bear in mind everything you consume has a source of calories the only thing it doesn't is water coffee and tea mm. as well unless you add the pot from adding milk in as well but it does soon add up so i know it sounds a bit anal doing it with tracking and food diary but if you want to get to the bottom of why do i struggle with fat loss when i think early to thousand yeah. calories a day in the past it's teaching you actually you know you're miscounting this and this oils as well don't forget that yeah as well. well that's why we say don't we to sort of we sort of recommend that you all do it at least you know for at least a week just to see yeah so you where is a, it where the habit is idea of what you're actually eating yeah and then you yeah you'll probably come out with a few surprises as to what you've what you are actually consuming yeah. or maybe not consuming you might you know estimate it wrong the other way yeah absolutely. and actually doing yourself out of calories so Yes. The other one in the 80 rule, I would say, which normally gets forgotten about, is actually fat, dietary fat. It's actually really important. Uh, a study I sent Kate yesterday, which I received from a client. It's a fantastic study. If anyone's interested, in it, just give me a shout and I'll send it over to you. Um, the guys who do it, I always forget their initials. I think it's Team Free. Oh, I always pronounce it wrong. I'm not confident to say it because I say it wrong. I'll have to put it in the notes afterwards. Uh, I think it's Team Free MDJ or something like that. I always forget what it is. You're going to look it up for me now, aren't you? Because you've got the post and say, yeah. Um, but fat gets neglected usually. There's this whole low fat mentality. Have you got it? Have you got it? Hang on. Okay. Um, which with a lot of you, we set your macronutrients uh, splits this way anyway, according to a study. 
Uh, and I have noticed it's basically based on perimenopausal women who are carrying a lot of excess body fat. So they're, they're classed as like, say, um, I think obese uh, or overweight uh, just because of the excess body fat. And they put them basically, uh, one group was on a high protein, high fat diet. So high protein and high fat, which is what most of you guys are set on now, which is 40% carb, 30 fat, 30 protein. Then there was one where it's, it was a moderate amount of fat and adequate protein and then i think it was low fat and adequate protein again and the biggest fat loss result was from the high protein high fat one because i think it's getting what we call the amino acids into the body so from dietary fats it's fantastic for getting also a protein source as well so actually i think they were more consistent hitting their protein targets they were also all in an energy deficit bear in mind so the calories were calculated as well um they're all perimenopausal women as well which i've rarely seen a study done like that i think there's only over 90 participants um and it's also been done as a meta-analysis which is the gold standard of studies which means the study has been studied so yeah it's been i think it doesn't it didn't it study as well yeah that it basically helped to offset the lean mass loss yeah it was it was the type of composition they lost wasn't it yeah. so composition yeah. we mean fattened say uh, muscle and most of when you want to lose body fat, you want to look good underneath. So you need to gain lean muscle, which a lot of you are called toning. But toning means to build muscle. My favourite words. Not. Um, so. Uh, and a higher protein diet is more um, meant that people were able to sustain it for longer afterwards yeah. as well. Yeah, they did find that in the results. switching to a lower protein, yeah. high carbs, you found that they couldn't keep the weight off as easily. Yes. So with the high protein, high fat diets, they were still being 40% carbs, which is a decent amount of carbohydrates, which is what we've recommended for yeah. a lot of you guys. Um, what it is, it helps preserve more muscle. And I think because they're constantly getting a supply of protein coming from either dietary fats or from animal uh, animal protein mm. or plant protein, uh, they were con- the, the muscle building part of the, the body, the pro- muscle protein synthesis, because uh, they get a constant supply of that protein. Because that's also key to growing lean muscle mass is actually having it quite regular that's why i really we would recommend three meals a day personally um because one you all want to be active in here so it helps build that lean muscle tissue and you're just more likely to sustain that fat loss for the long term and if you did regain a bit of fat it wouldn't be as much to be able to rein it back and understand it's your energy balance but also switch around the macros to help accommodate that as well So that's what we're getting at with also dietary fat as well. It won't be as much as you think because it's, it's nine calories per gram. So say Kate with the baby bell. Uh, it won't take you long yeah. to hit your fat intake, will it? That 30%. Yeah. Okay, right. Let's move on to quickly about the good and bad food thing. It's just something I want to nip in the bud. As me and Kate always say, there's no such thing as good and bad. No. There really isn't. It's just it's what's just, optimal. It's just too much. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you're right. No, you've got a good point. Yeah. I've had people who eat very nutrient-dense foods, probably some nutrient-calorie-dense foods, and they still gain weight and body fat. Exactly. Too much of anything and you will gain weight. It's a bit like that um, study thing they did a while back, didn't they, of the the guy that ate nothing but McDonald's? Yeah, but he was was tracking calories, so he was in a deficit. But they didn't tell you that at the start, did they? they no, which I thought was naughty. You had to, yeah, you had to read the study. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And the reason is, is because he may have been eating McDonald's, but he was in a calorie deficit. Yeah, he was body hungry, wasn't he? 
Yeah. Because it was so, very satiating. Yeah. Quality of food does matter, obviously. And you yeah. are going to feel crap if you do something yeah. like that. Or not full. Yeah. yeah. And the thing with Mackie is it's very, uh, again, hedonic. I worked at uh, a McDonald's years and years ago. It just hasn't put me off. <laughs> um, <sighs> I do like my nuggies. And I'll be honest, 20 box of nuggies, that's a sin for one. <laughs> I could eat five cheeseburgers, no issue. I've done that in the past. I like, just nailed a whole bag of them. Um because oh, you yeah, just don't fill just, you up. Just easily do it, yeah. yeah. And then about three hours later, you get what we call the Mac ache. It's like it kicks in. You're like, oh, I've had way too much. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I used to spend like 20 quid on myself, places like that. <laughs> and, yeah, I know. It's disgusting, isn't it? Oh. But I was 19. I was tie boxing two hours a night, five days a week, as I've told you before. I was training on the weekends when I was fighting. So, and I walked everywhere. I didn't drive a car till I was in my late 19, when I was about 19 years old. So not long just after that. So my energy out was so great compared to my energy in. But it wasn't probably the best diet when it comes to health and nutrition and my performance. I probably would have been maybe even better performing, perhaps if I ate better, but I still won fights. But again, it's not, yeah, it's not a bad food to eat. It's like, I mean, I will always have a quarter pounder with cheese if I go to McDonald's. That is your go-to, isn't it, Kate? (laughs) Yeah, and that's 500 calories, but it is also 31 grams of protein. Yeah. Absolutely, because I had someone mention the weekends that they've had too many uh, takeouts or eating out too much. And I'm like, look, it's not so much eat, eating out too much really crap when, especially if you can't afford it, because it's bloody expensive. Um, yeah. It's a luxury to eat out, isn't it? That's how it's here. It seems, you know, it's like a, I mean, I'm not saying treat us in food, but it is a real treat to go out and eat, isn't it? It used to be seen that way when I was growing up, because we didn't grow up with a lot of money. Like, my grandparents were taking us to, like, a really nice Chinese restaurant, um, you know, you got proper dressed up for it. You know, you made a proper night of it. It was, it was a proper like, you know, once uh, every so often you would do it. Whereas now we, of course, eat out every weekend. I have no issues with mm. people eating out. I think if you eat out very regular in the week and the weekend, it's very hard to track. Because again, underestimating. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think once in a while, and you've got those again, you've done a week calorie total that would hmm. help to be fair and I have nothing me and Kate have nothing, no issues with people eating out I eat at least once in no, the week no. which is not be clover or bear <laughs> um, yeah. or spoons good old weather spoons um, and then mm-hmm. I'll probably eat out maybe one or two times on the weekend and sometimes not at all so say the weekend just gone I ate out once because I went to the market just to get a festive bat because I had to try it because mm-hmm. it had everything on there that I wanted you know cranberry stuffing turkey mmm um, what's the other one? Pig and blanket, <laughs> turkey, you know, white bath. Yeah, it's great. I'm hungry now. But other than that, I didn't bother eating out because my missus was at work. So I decided to stay in and cook, save money as well because Christmas coming up. But that's the only downside, yeah. I'd say, to eating out. It You can underestimate your calories perhaps sometimes if you do it, and if you do it a lot often, I think you easily save yeah. your calories eating out a lot. But once, I think you're, you know. Sorry, I was just going to say, your, your point about. Um, you know, making a big deal about eating out and getting dressed up and going out and stuff like that. That's another thing. I don't know if we've mentioned this mm. about um, when you're eating, even if you're eating a snack or if you, whatever you're doing, is to make a big well to make a big deal of it. Really, yeah. You're eating your food and you're eating your meal at the table, um, and yeah, you just make a big deal of it, don't you? And it's yeah. you're just more focused on what you're doing. You know how it is if you you know take your food and eat it in front of the TV. Yeah. You're yeah. very likely to eat it without giving it any thought whatsoever. And the chances are you won't feel as, as full as you would yeah. be if you kind of took your time and 
Or remember exactly. eating it. What a waste if it's something you really like. Yes. It's like yeah. my slow gin mince pie a day. I had that straight after my meal. And I made love to that thing. <laughs> oh, it is. I think my missus gets jealous. Um, <laughs> but I, I love it. It's one of my favourite things this time of year. So, yeah. you know, it's like that festive buffet yesterday. Oh, I made sure I enjoy every bite, man. It was so yeah. good. Because I, I, yeah. mean, I get people saying they feel guilty, they love food. I'm like, well, then when you get a snack, don't just eat it on the go. You sit in and freaking enjoy it if you've exactly, got a lot yeah, of food. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, moving on. Before we get on to snacking and obviously this week's task, uh, we'll actually cover tips on improving nutrition quality. These are my tips. And then just notice a squirrel in the back garden. That was really distracting. Surprised the cats haven't run out. It's, I've got a death wish that squirrel has. Oh, it's hopping on the fence. Just that's so distracting. Um, you can tell I'm a bit ADHD, can't you? So, with... Uh, improving nutrition quality these are my personal tips and kate will give hers i think one making sure when your meal you know prepping some meals ahead i don't mean you have to do five days a week look i do because i haven't got children if i'm dead honest with you and it is easier for me it's so much easier i've got kids so i will prep ahead i'll even freeze a couple as well because then once a month i can have a break from meal prepping on the weekend i can just get up and just whatever do my normal thing whereas normally on a saturday i'll cook one meal then and i might do on the sunday so i don't spend hours in the kitchen i try to keep it simple um my other tip is with also the meal prepping is like we discussed with the 80 20 thing so we're literally telling you how to create a meal which is getting adequate protein in that meal i try to aim if it's say an animal product one i've used so say animal meats in there or dairy i try to go towards 25 up grams per serving of protein and then aim for the meal to be probably about between 300 to 600 calories based on my personal goals. So it might be something you might do 300 to 500 just to help you meet that goal with your other meals in that day. Um, I input it in advance on my fitness pal and I add it as a meal. So I use the barcode to add all the ingredients in, uh, put how many servings it's going to be and then serve it up in my Tupperware. Uh, another tip with also that as well, just what you said about mindfully eating and that, if you eat, mm. you don't. I sometimes eat out my Tupperware, but I will serve it in a bowl sometimes or a proper dish, especially when meeting at home. So I feel like yeah. I'm having a nice meal. Because if you work from home like me, you can do that. If you at work, you have to eat out a Tupperware, which I suppose you just see it as at work eating out a Tupperware. Yeah, and I think that's fine. But as long as you are actually sitting down and eating, and you're not, yeah, you know, which I always do. Yeah, I never eat yeah. at the desk. No, never yeah. eat at the desk. Uh, we've also that meal planning or meal prepping. So you hit your protein source. And I always try and get two to three minimum of different fruit or vegetables in there. So, for example, I made bean enchiladas on the weekend. So I had my tomatoes in there. Um, I put black pepper, uh, black pepper, bell pepper in there, some mushrooms. Um, and then I got my black beans in there, refried beans in there. And then I got my, then my protein sauce. I got my cheddar, which was my protein sauce as well. Uh, and then I also made a... Uh, pork Thai curry for example because I had some curry paste left uh, so I've got obviously pork for the protein uh, and then whatever veg I'd left in the fridge that had to be used up I whacked it in there you can't really go wrong with what veg put in a curry mm. so I put like yeah. these multicolored carrots in there whacked them in there I had uh, that Nero cabbage chopped that in there uh, if I had spinach in, I would have put that in there I wouldn't have it in I put spring onion in there so I'm always trying to think what have I got in the fridge just throw it in because it can't really yeah. go wrong because it's literally paste coconut milk your meat put your veg in fill it up with a bit more water if you need to leave it to simmer that's it and that was five meals done and i froze one because i've got enough meals for the week um yeah 
I don't always pre-prepare everything. What I sometimes do, like today on Monday and Tuesday, I like having salmon to get my omega free, get my fats in. So I try to have oily fish twice a week. Uh, and some I'll have avocados instead because I like guacamole. Um, guacamole <laughs> is life in it, Kate. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I'll do my classic thing, which is uh, I'll grill salmon, but I'll grill both fillets. And I'll either make it with mustard, mash and veg or do it as a pasta dish. But I'll cook two servings worth there and then. So maybe even sometimes just cooking double of what you're going to make and have it the next day. The reason mm. I say that is because when you're starving and come home and you've been working, or like me, you're working all morning, I am not in the mood to cook. And also mm. I want to eat everything. My appetite goes ridiculous. And you just end up going for things that are convenient and there. Yeah. And that's when people reach in the cupboards, reach and grab, reach and grab in the fridge, reach and grab, open the fridge. If your meal's there, you've got to have your meal, haven't you? Because you put all that effort yeah. in. So yeah, I personally absolutely. prefer that I do uh, from when it comes to managing my nutrition. On the weekends, uh, what I sometimes do as well, I did this on Sunday. I cooked that curry at mid, uh, for, for my tea and I also had it. Uh, then I always had leftovers for the week. I did it like that. And that way I'm not, again, snacking in and out of the cupboards all day on the weekend. I'll get on to snacking what I do in a minute for that. So, Kate, have you got any tips what you do? Because you're a mom, so you have to... You've got the feet of the 5,000, haven't you? So what do you do to manage yours? Well, I I don't necessarily... Well, I don't meal prep. That's yeah. one thing I don't do. Yeah, and it's, um, yeah. I've occasionally thought about it and thought, yeah, that would be ideal. But I must admit, I don't always. What we do do is meal plan. So we will... And that's part of to do with, you know, doing the shopping and stuff like that anyway, because we have it's a easier. habit of just getting all the stuff we normally have and then yeah. you end up wasting food. And So that's part of the reason for the meal planning as well. So that works both ways, to be honest. So, yeah, so it's basically planning the meals um, for the week. Um, and for me, it is with the veg side of things, is always making sure I get the veg in in each meal. So we will plan it all out, make sure we get the veg in in each of those meals somehow, some way, whatever it is. Um, and generally there will be leftovers which i will then have i have noticed you guys do that for lunch yeah i like yeah. that so no I, I would either have lunch or if there's enough for, i mean lunch would be a smaller portion to what i would have um for dinner what's dinner kate at midday <laughs> <laughs> so there'll be a smaller portion left which will probably be for lunch um yeah. and yeah that, that's probably about yeah. it that's it's, really it's, it's the easiest way for you to do it isn't it Absolutely. And then, you know, proteins me, not, I don't worry too much about that for the others necessarily, but um, I would probably have a bit more in the way of protein. But like your lad so, does as well now. Alex well, is eating he, all your yeah, protein. Yeah, right, he does now. But yeah, <laughs> once upon a time, I would have had a bit more, say, chicken. Yeah, now you're fighting over the meat. The others. Yeah, now we're, yeah, now we're fighting over the protein. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the lioness has got to fight against her cub for the meat. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> I love it. But yeah, I think meal planning, I think definitely the... the yeah, I was going to say, I do plan mine as well. Lunch. Yeah. Because of the shopping. one of those things that I could very easily just... Yeah, just grab something. Because yeah. I definitely wouldn't be bothered during the day to cook anything lunchtime. Yeah. So it would always just be a sandwich. Which I don't That's okay. There's nothing wrong with sandwich cakes. No, absolutely. But, you know, sometimes you just think, oh, I just want something different. So, yeah. So sometimes just making that extra yeah. in a meal to have at the lunchtime is, is quite a good idea. Here's some quick ones for the lunch while you just mentioned it. So, again, like Kate said, there's nothing wrong with a sandwich. Just make sure protein filling to bread is really just pack it awesome. Out is what yeah, I would always even say. if it yeah, falls so on my... the side, you have to spoon it up. 
Oh, exactly. Yeah. Like a whole I mean, tin of tuna, guys. Eat a whole freaking tin. Trust me on this one. Oh, absolutely. Put yeah, mayo definitely. with it, of course, because it is a bit dry on its own. <laughs> oh, yeah. A whole a whole tin of tuna. And I mean, another of my go to would be chicken and avocado. That's your favourite, um, isn't it? I, I know you like that. Yeah, I will bang in there spinach, cucumber. Yeah. There's always cucumber, tomatoes, that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, your basic staple salad. Just it all in. Yeah. Yeah. So that's another Chucking good one, or one I do sometimes. I always got cottage cheese in, usually, um, like a tub of yeah. it in. And I'll do sometimes just microwave a potato, obviously stab it, and then I'll oven bake it while I'm in between doing some uh, some stuff for work. And then sometimes I'll have a jacket mm. potato. But it could be um, another good one I like to utilise is the slow cooker. It's like the best thing yeah. we've ever invested yeah. in. So what I've done sometimes in the past, I've just like slow cooked some meat and then shredded it up with like sauce or flavouring. And then I'll add that to jack potato or I could just quickly roast some wedgies and add a salad with it. So the best thing to do, guys, make it as simple as you can for you and work within mm. your lifestyle. You don't have to eat the way yeah. me and Kate do or plan the way me and Kate do. But I think a combination of all the things we talk about, pick one you're going to lean towards more, whether it's like Kate does, she makes a meal in bulk in the evening and they have leftovers the next day. Could be my, yeah. like me, you do maybe just prep for maybe just breakfast or just lunches you mm. might do something like that um or if it's a case of you really don't like cooking in advance or sometimes you fancy a bit different every day maybe have staples in like uh, tin tuna uh, a cooked chicken um you've got like the bread in that you like having or some cooked pasta readily cooked um yeah. you can get frozen jacket potatoes which you can microwave in minutes now <laughs> Uh, I've seen them mm. in Aldi, which my missus used to use quite a bit. They were really handy because they only took like seven minutes. They were great. So, you know, things like, um, what's another well, one? You can microwave a jacket potato. Yeah, you can. It's just a nicer texture. I like to microwave it first. It softens in the middle and I put and it, then put it, it in crisps the oven, up. Yeah. yeah. So it depends how big the potato is. <laughs> oh, the other thing I do is, is if we're making food, like say we're cooking something with chicken, we will sometimes cook extra chicken breasts and yeah, I'll keep bits in the fridge. That. And then if I do have a sandwich, it will be packed with that chicken. Yes. Yeah. Um, other uh, tip for improving the quality of nutrition as well is, is putting things on the side, like uh, roasting like a side dish of like, say, vegetables you've got to use in your fridge. Uh, maybe afterwards you put fruit on the side to have afterwards, um, which is mm. what I'm going to get on now with snacking. So we've asked you in this week's task to basically... We want you to try and reduce as little snacking as possible between meals or not at all if you can. Even just for the week you do this, just to try it out. I did it for a week when I was off not long ago because I decided not to track and have a week off from it. So all I did is have my main meals. But with my main meals, one, I made sure I was full enough. So if I felt a bit too hungry between, I was like, right, that meal wasn't very satiating. Or the time is too long between for me to eat. So if it's more than four or five hours... I know I have to eat then because I will just go downhill. Uh, blood sugars mm. and everything drop. Uh, what I also do, because people go, well, what about cake and things I enjoy? Because you always say to include this nuts. So what I do, I have it along with the meal. If you go to a restaurant, you have your dessert straight after, don't you? You don't mm. wait two hours later and eat it in the afternoon, do you? And then go in the, back and forth in the cupboard eating more. At the restaurant, you've no. had your food, it's gone, isn't it? Once it's gone, it's gone. Mm. So what I've done with a few clients in the past, I'm like, look, you can have desserts and stuff, but just have it straight after your meal. And they're like, but what yeah. if I don't fancy it then? Then you have to leave it till the next meal. What if I don't fancy <laughs> it then? Then you leave it till the next day. I'm not mm. saying don't have it. It's just the only thing is have it with your meal. Sit down, like you said, Kate, and enjoy yeah. your meal like you would in a restaurant. So yeah. say like today, I've had maybe slow gin mince pie from Aldi. I'm still trying to get sponsorship to give me a load of mince pies. 
So <laughs> I had my enchil- my my five bean enchilada, and straight away on the side, I had my mince pie, and I sat and enjoyed it. And, and mm. I find between meals now, I've actually rarely snacked in between meals. So if you, also Kate's friends with me on my fitness pal, she'll sometimes see a lot of snacks, but you'll notice not as much as it used to be at the moment because I'm having more filling meals. My meals are bigger. I've done that. I made that change. Because it mm. um, also eating a bit more, less meat as well. I'm trying to eat more plant-based protein just for the environment. I'm still eating meat. It's just trying to try things differently. Um, so, for example, my meals are now more five, six hundred calorie. Most before they might be three, four hundred, but I've actually deliberately made my meals bigger. A lot more fibre yeah. in there, a lot more veg. I try to get three or four different sorts of fruit and vegetables in my meals. Uh, I just find personally more satiated. So, that's yeah. what we're getting at this week. It helps with habits because snacking is normally a habit, or because of boredom, uh, or you feel sad, yeah. you feel stressed. But like, if we say to you, you can have those foods as long as they're in the eighty twenty rules. So it's twenty percent of your calories. And mm-hmm. it's with your meal and not in between meals. Yeah. But if you feel absolutely marvin two hours later after a meal, that meal's not satiated enough. There's not enough fibre in there. There's not enough protein in there. Yeah. So really look exactly. at it if yeah. you do. Learn from it. If you have to eat between, you feel faint, then eat. But learn from that and think, right, next time that meal's got to be more satiated. I've got to have a high... Don't be scared of high-calorie meals, guys. You know, four to 600 calories is fine for a meal. It's absolutely Okay. Yeah, and that's the thing you'll find when you are tracking your food is that when you do track in those snacks and then you'll realise how much, you know, how many calories yeah. are in some of those snacks that you have. Because that uh, snacky thing applies to weekends. You go, oh, what about the weekends? Eat it with your meals. Mm. Yeah, if you want cheese yeah. and crackers, after you know, in the evening when you've got friends around, so maybe say to them, well, I want you to come around this time because you're going to eat it not long after your meal or you're hosting, eat it straight mm-hmm. after the meal. Save me a few drinks, have it straight after your meal. Yeah, and if you're too full, wait till the next meal. And if it's bad yes. the evening, then well, touch it. <laughs> but just try it just for a week or two. And it might be you don't do it all the time. You might have a bit of flexibility here and there. But if you eat yeah. eat enough, you shouldn't have to. You shouldn't have. Yeah, I mean, I fine. find lately I can hold off till my next meal. So say tea times next, Kate. Mm-hmm. So and we're training as well at two. So I've had yeah. my meal at half 11. I'm up at half past five, guys, before you ask why I'm eating that early. So I'm eating at between half five, six, so bear that in mind. And I had cheesy oat, cheesy oat cakes with lots of mushrooms. One of them had bacon medallion on. Uh, and that kept me going. I mean, I felt quite hungry when I got back at 10. I'm not going to lie. But I thought, you know what? Let's get a hot drink. I'll go upstairs, do a bit of work. And you know what? I, I just forgot about it. Yeah. Because hunger will and come I think and go. that's the thing as well with your, with your snacks and things, is if you... Another reason for kind of doing this for a week is also to kind of assess why you might reach for a snack anyway yeah, so like it with something better. Saying, yeah the chances are your meal is not satiating yeah. enough if you need to reach for a snack but on the other hand there are times when you will reach for a snack not because you are hungry yeah but for a different reason so it might help you kind of get your head around that yeah. and why you do that potentially nothing wrong with having the snack no. just just depends on the reasons you're doing it and yeah. like you said if, if it fits in with the 80 20 rule then yeah. great but yeah and like okay so we're not saying snack is bad. yeah we're not saying mm. it's bad it's just like i said there's no thing is good and bad really it's just if it's affecting your goals and yeah you need to make change and that's one of the biggest ones then change it like one guy i work with online he used to work in a bureau in a brewery so his life was drinking <laughs> mm. and we come to a compromise of we reduce his alcohol intake like he wasn't like He's a dependent on it. It's more, it's just social. 
because of his job and his old friends he used to work with. So in negotiating now, he's allowed to have between 18 to 20 drinks at the moment a week. We massively reduced it from 30, 40. But yeah, he right. will, he's happy to do that for the rest of his life. It fits him with his goal. It's got mm-hmm. I'm not saying you guys have that many. Um, bear in mind, he worked at a brewery. So just remember, mm-hmm. remember what I said there with that. Yeah. But like some of the snacking, like me, for example, I was having no issues with my weight or body fat when I was snacking a lot in between meals. Um, but I did find my blood sugars were a bit affected. So I did it as an experiment during that week to see if I have more filling meals, am I still going to feel a bit off in the afternoon or a bit faint or a bit drowsy or tired? But since increasing my meal portion size, I'm not getting that yeah. afternoon slump I've noticed, which I used to get. That's the biggest change yeah. I've seen. My blood sugars seem more steady. Mm. because I've eaten I mean, today, everything all in one go yeah I'll say today was an example of me, you know me re- me having the baby bells as a snack is the reason being that I was faffing this morning and the kids were rushing around Alex has got exams and this that and the other and it was all whatever so Holly was having um you know fruit loaf fruit toast mm, my legs she, had, she had a couple of slices of those so I made that for her and there was two slices left so that's what I had but that's all I had yeah. And I knew when I got to a certain point this morning, it was like, ooh. Yeah, blood sugar strong. I need to eat something, and I yeah. really want to like yeah. eat something. And it's obvious why, yeah. because that's what I had for breakfast. Yeah, and that's, exactly. like, that's nowhere near what I would normally, you know, I'd normally have something with a lot more protein and yeah. not seem zero there. So that's an example of how it affects me and how I know straight away that that yeah. was not the best choice of yeah. meal. That's fine, because like you say, you've just learned from that, and that's it. So don't yeah, feel exactly. like a failure, yeah. guys. If you say like Kate, you were rushing around, you know, you've got kids and that and you reach for a fruit loaf or just around a toast or just porridge and milk yeah. and that's it, a little bit of honey and that's it. And then you're marving two hours later. Just learn from it. Think, right, I've had to, I had to have something in between, you know, because I would have passed out or killed someone yeah, yeah. got hungry because your blood sugars are dropped. Um, hmm. But don't beat yourself and think that's it, fuck it for the rest of the day. It doesn't mean you've done shit. It means learn from it. Failure helps yeah. you progress forwards. Just remember that. Hmm. All yeah. right. No one got anywhere without failing. People fail all exactly. the time with anything in life, not just nutrition, anything. It's all kind of trial and error, isn't it? It's yeah. kind of working out what works for you and yeah. what doesn't. Well, that's what I did myself. Why you feel the way, yeah. yeah, why you might feel the way you do, why you do what you do. And I think, yeah, that's part of what this does, doesn't it? It kind of focuses yeah. your mind on what you're doing so that you can make the better choices or the necessary Absolutely. changes to move forward. But, yeah, try it out, guys. Just, I mean, personally, two weeks is better. But if you only want to just do it for a week, I mean, I did it for a week and I found straight away, I saw where my issues were. So I decided to carry on with bigger meals and eating things with the meals. I sometimes eat in between still, but I just make sure it hits, it's it's in my calorie goal or it could be because I'm just out, like say, at Christmas markets and I just fancy trying something because I like the look of it on the go. Yeah. But I'll, I'll sit and enjoy it. So what we're getting a snack in is it's not bad. Like say, I'll normally snack in between meals, but like we're still within my calories but it was affecting my performance, my training. So that's why I changed to having bigger meals and eating stuff with the meal. And just mm. once in a while, I might eat something in between, like on weekends and stuff, but not going crazy. But don't aim yeah. to be perfect. Just imperfect action. Learn from when yeah. things don't quite go right or you fail at something. Don't move on and think, I'm just going to fuck it. Move forwards and improve on it. Learn yeah, to get take better. it as a positive. Take it as the fact that you've you've learned something. Yeah. Right. That's all right. We've got 10 minutes left, so we're just going to cover the Q&A. 
So, um, I know that's something. I mean, there's so much talk about nutrition at the cake. We want to tell you everything. We just have time to tell you. We have to do it in bite. This is bite size for us. So, uh, Rob wrote this into me, which I think is a really applicable one to how we set our training plans. Um, basically, it'd be useful perhaps to focus on time management. So, how to fit training in after a long working day and when you don't really feel like doing it, because he said that's his main hurdle at the moment due to job pressures and lack of time in the day, which I think a lot of us can relate to. Absolutely. Um, I've actually just wrote a post about this and the, the newsletter for in the future as well. If you're not signed up right in that's nuggets, go to the nagprizzletrain.co.uk and sign up. I always discuss things like this on there as well for free. Um, now, we've written the current plans as superset training. So you'll notice the highlights mm -hmm. together. I just can't remember if I actually put down that they're supersets. So apologies if I didn't. But for example, if I put down, say, two together, so say goblet squats with Romanian deadlifts, and they're both highlighted blue or both highlighted grey. So they're highlighted together as a little block. We want you to do them back to back. So do them both, have a rest. Do them both, have a rest. Because mm -hmm. it shortens the training time. You could get a decent session within 10 to 30 minutes doing weight training. Yeah. You know, it just, I'd say leave out the accessories, stick more to compound exercise, a big muscle group exercise. It's like your your bench press would be a big one or push-ups, uh, pull-ups or bent over row, uh, a squat or a hip hinge like Romanian deadlift or deadlift. So your big muscle groups, because it ticks off mm. pretty much all the muscle groups. Shoulder press would fall into there as well. So the superset yeah. training like we've written, you can, of course, do AMRAP training, which I think Kate covered in a tip Tuesday not long ago, uh, where you could literally pick three or four up to five exercises. In fact, we did it Friday for the finisher. We did an AMRAP. Yes. So you could yeah. easily do that, actually, and progressive overload either increase the time. Uh, well, so, that so, was only 10 minutes. Yeah. That's what I mean. So you can increase the time. You think, yeah. oh, you know what? I've actually got 15 minutes. So I'll go up to 12 minutes. Yeah. Uh, it could be you have got weight, so you might increase the weight a little bit. It would be quite difficult in an AMRAP, I'm not going to lie. So maybe start light yeah. and build it up yeah. to get some resistance. You could add reps within that AMRAP. So that makes it harder to finish the yeah. amount of times you complete it. So it hasn't got to be 10 reps. Um, but I think when you really don't feel like it, I would say pick three main exercises, full body. So a squat a bench and a pull exercise probably or a hip hinge me personally out of that if i was going to say do a giant set of that to get it out out and done but good quality techniques so don't just go through it be present when you're doing it even if you're in a rush mm. so it also switches your mind to training mode like no i'm going to do it and i'm gonna even though i don't feel like doing it, i'm gonna do it well so the benching is for yeah. like your triceps and chest and really focus on those. So say, for example, you do a set of that straight after you do a set of, say, bent over row on dumbbell band or dumbbell. Then straight after you might do a squat, which could be a goblet squat holding a weight against your chest. It could be a back squat on your back and say yeah. do three sets of six to ten reps. But after you've yeah. done all three, have a rest, do another three, have a rest. I actually three, had this rest. conversation yesterday with Nick. Um because he's just decided to get into and do his weight training. But he does work long hours. So it's very much like, right, we'll do it after work. And there have been a couple of times last week when we just haven't got there. One reason or another, he hasn't finished work till late. So it's like, oh, well, I don't want to be out there for ages. And it's like, well, okay, we'll let's superset everything. Yeah. And like Nat said, he's got a program that's got your main compound lifts, your squat, yeah. your deadlift, your shoulder press, row, um, all of those. So I said, well, okay, let's cut it down to half an hour. And fit it in your lunchtime yeah that way you know yeah. you'll do it it won't be end of the day when it's freezing cold in the garage and it's dark and it's too late and yeah so that's the way you get around it i like that yeah break up in the daytime just like a little segment and people think yeah. it's not enough but if you train hard enough 
and you're consistent enough and you can stay consistent doing it that way you'll see progress exactly that's the thing yeah yeah there's less progress when you don't work out so you know what I mean if you decide to go all week like say Nick changes mind and thought you know what forget it for the rest of the week he doesn't bother training and then one week he might do an hour because he finishes early from work but it's not consistent it's not every week he's doing exactly yeah yeah we want consistency yeah doing something is always better than doing nothing but yeah yeah you you do need that consistency yeah yeah. So, you know, if you need to change your plan, guys, or if you're really struggling, do message into us to the NK project yeah. at nagpersonaltrain.co.uk. Or if you don't feel, or if for whatever reason you don't feel like doing your big moves or whatever, going to the gym, then do it, do them with a band at home. Yeah. And I'd say, well, that's why we put you finish the, the front. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So just do do your actual plan that you would have done in the gym, but just do it with a band at home. Absolutely. Like, so me and Kate, we've got finish a Friday. So we've got one where we've mm. done accessories, which is like the other week. That was week one. This week it's just gone. We've done like a bit of a full body one. So that's a full body am wrap, as many reps as possible uh, workout. This week we're probably going to do, again, more like um, accessory workouts at the end. So we're going to alternate it like that. So eventually have six yeah. different ways of doing a workout within, within 10 to 20 minutes. Um, yes. It's all about getting your bang for your buck. Because if you, for example, I've had people say to me, I want to train five days a week and do an hour of exercise, but I can't do that because of work. I'm like, well, don't set that. You know, me and Kate, yeah. for example, we do t- three weight training days a week. So ideally, you want weight training at least two to three times a week. We make sure we hit all we call the compound exercises, which are multiple joint movements. So like your your presses, like your uh, bench press, your deadlift is because that's your hips um, and your knee joints. Um, you've got also like your pull, like your rows and pull ups, because that's the elbow and shoulder getting worked. So make sure every muscle group's worked. But the best way to do it, instead of doing a bicep curl, you might do a row instead of a bicep curl. Because a row, you're going to hit your back and your biceps. A bicep curl is just the biceps. So prioritise compound exercises as well. If you have time at the end, there's a bonus. And yes, do some accessory, which is what me and Kate do. If we have time, we add extra accessory because we like doing it. But we're both knackered or short on time because we're both so busy all the time. (laughs) Um, Then we'll leave it. Like we've done enough, it's fine, and we're still seeing yes. progress. We record down our workouts every time we work out. We write down what weights we've done. We write down what reps we've done. We write down the sets. We write down if we did extra reps. We write down any progress we make, or even if the exercise felt better. Write down your progress so you know you're getting yeah, better absolutely. and better each week. How, so how do you know you're getting better, and how do you know if it's worth doing? So make mm. sure you record your progress. But if you get stuck of how how to shorten your workouts, let us know. And we'll help you out. We'll do it individually yeah. to you. And don't forget the progress isn't always about lifting something heavier. Yeah. It can be just doing it better. Yeah. Right. Last two questions. So next one's eating out on weekends. So as we discussed last week, the calories, set your calories to a week total. You could do Kate's technique, which I think is the best one personally, track from Friday to Friday. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday, if you go a bit crazy, then you know on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, you haven't got as much there and it teaches you to maybe reset those weekends. Um, yeah. Best tip also with those weekends, you can apply that snacking rule. So if you're going to have dessert or something nice uh, on the weekend, have it straight after a meal. If you're too full, wait for the next meal. If you're too full, you don't obviously need it. Wait till the next day. Um, if you're eating and snacking on weekends because you're bored, replace it with something better. Yeah. You know, whether it's a game or go out for a walk or... Um, it could be a hobby you want to practice. So use the week t- total calorie goal. You can have takeaways. You can fit it in your goal. You just don't need yes. takeaways for breakfast, dinner, tea, and the next day. You don't need no, to do that. Try and at least, a good tip on the weekends, try and at least cook two meals at home. 
hmm. and have one meal out. If you are out for German markets today, fair enough, you might eat out twice, but you're not going to do that every single weekend. Maybe. No, exactly. I don't think anyone can afford that. It comes back to what to what you do consistently. Yeah. Last one, so I've got five minutes left. That's the podcast going to finish. Is how to get more toned. Sorry, I just really don't like that word because I think it's very. I think it's just a bit derogative to females. It's like you never see men are toned, <laughs> but only women are toned. Apparently, women can't have muscle. Apparently, toned is to get muscle. <laughs> to build muscle, you need muscle protein synthesis. To get muscle protein synthesis to grow muscle to look toned, you need adequate protein. So one point six grams ta- or up to 2.2 grams times by your weight in kilograms you need muscle stimulus or muscle tension um or sarcoplasmic hypertension which is basically resistance training doing weight training the other one is progressive overload which is say for example adding reps to your training adding some weight time under tension adding a set so you're making the workout progressive each session you are doing it as well and lastly consistency Mm-hmm. being able to do it every single week and be body patient because yeah. gaining lean muscle takes time losing body fat takes time this is why by mm-hmm. the end of the six weeks we want you to understand your journey hasn't finished you're going to keep going we're hoping to give you yeah. those tools to continue if it's happened too quick there's a reason for it yes. it's not yeah uh lastly not don't forget this week's goal we'll have to do this at the end kate when we work out later is to do one set of push-ups a day, but we want good techniques. So look at the video I posted in the group of how mm-hmm. to do those push-ups because we don't want the elbows sticking out here. We want proper technique. You Don't forget to do it a way that you can do it on your toes, ideally. So maybe elevate your upper body onto something while you learn to do them. It just gives you a nice baseline where your strength maybe is on that and maybe you want to carry on getting better at them and then record down your number of one set of push-ups each day. Write down mm-hmm. how many you do it and look at the total by the end of the week of how many you complete. Yep. It's a nice little active challenge for your upper bodies, guys. So enjoy. Yep. Hope you enjoyed today's uh, live. Do give us feedback if there's any feedback you want to give us. You can email us at the NK Project at the nagpersonaltrainer.co.uk. Um, or obviously those who are doing the NK Project, you can message into the group because I'm going to post this into the group as well. So thanks so much, guys, for today. Yep. And we'll see you on Friday for Friday Finisher. Yep. Bye, guys. Yep.